Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Shopify made progress in its attempt to prioritize its core business after cost-cutting and price changes. The Canadian e-commerce giant reported second-quarter sales and profit that beat analyst expectations. President Harley Finkelstein said the results speak to Shopify's efforts to improve shipping and expand its global merchant base. Harley joins us now. Uh, Good morning, good afternoon to you, Harley. Okay, so a beat in the quarter somewhat negative share reaction and Morgan Stanley actually raised its price target on the stock $54 to 59 but they point out that what was missing was a roadmap for investors to understand how you're going to grow in the future so let's start there how are you going to grow in the future well, look, I mean, you started by talking about our announcement last quarter uh, when we when we reported on, on Q1. We talked about that we are really, you know, creating a new shape, architecting a new shape of Shopify to make sure we can go faster with greater talent density for focus on our main quest, which is commerce software and, and, and retail software. And the, the results are, you know, the, re- the results uh, exemplify that, right? Revenue is up 31% uh, to 1.7 billion. GMB is up to 17, was up to $55 billion. That's up 17%. I think the thing that people missed, however, is that, we are also earning more parts of our merchants' businesses. We use a, a metric here called the product attach rate, which measures the usage of our products, all of our products by our merchants. And that was above 3% for the second time. All that, and we also had the third consecutive quarter of positive free cash flow. And we expect that actually free cash flow profitability for the third quarter of this year to be greater the entire first half. So we're, we're really firing in all cylinders here. But in terms of our, our you know, the future and, and what we're looking to do next, there's a couple things. First of all, we now know that most people that are considering starting a business do so with Shopify. People that have ideas in the shower in the morning, aspirational entrepreneurs, Shopify is the go-to for them. Now, we know all not all will succeed, but the ones that do come to Shopify and stay with Shopify long to the future. I mean, that's the Gymshark stories. That's the Allbird story, the Fig story, these homegrown success stories. But we're also seeing very large brands come to Shopify as well, whether it's companies like Spanx or it's Mattel or it's Glossier or it's Staples. We're seeing the enterprise come to us too. So that's the first thing. The second thing is when you look horizontally about our through our merchant solutions, whether it's Shopify payments or Shopify capital or Shopify audiences, which helps you buy ads more effectively or things like collective, you're seeing, we, we are looking across every pain point that a merchant may have and making it easier. Yes. You and I were talking uh, offline earlier, just before we started, about the size of Shopify. I mean, Shopify now powers more than 10% of all US e-commerce retail, which means that if we were a retailer, we'd be the second largest retailer in America, online retailer in America. And that means that we can now get incredible economies of scale and give them to the millions of stores that you Shopify. And uh, we are, we are excited about the future and we're, yeah. So Harley, I, I understand the story, the primary growth engine, business formation, and those new businesses stay with you for a long time. So what happens in a recession when new businesses are not formed? 
Yeah, there's two things that happen uh, in a recession. First of all, existing businesses look to one, modernize uh, the technology and software they use, and they look to also find the best value, the best value in the software they use. That's Shopify. I mean, for $39 a month, you can build a multi-million dollar, in some cases, a multi-billion dollar company. So Shopify's value to cost ratio is so far on the side of value that even in times of, of recessionary pressure, we've seen more and more merchants migrate to Shopify. That's the first thing. The second thing is on the consumer side. One of the other things that we're seeing, and you know, the GMV this quarter demonstrates that we had we saw $55 billion of GMV flow through Shopify. Consumers in these recessionary times vote with their wallets to buy direct from the brands they really care about. And all those brands are on Shopify as well. So both on the merchant side and the consumer side, we, we think that we, we, we've been around for almost two decades now. We've seen that we do well in, in, in both you know, boom cycles and, 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 and bear cycles, and, uh, and we'll continue doing that. Harley, can you quantify it, the exposure that, that Shopify has to new business versus, uh, I suppose, a way of putting it as established online merchants? Yeah, that's the best part, uh, Ed. We can do both. So the idea that you can start, you know, you can you have an idea in the morning, you can sit down at, at your mom's kitchen table or at a coffee shop, and you can build a store on Shopify in a matter of a couple of hours for $39. We see that happening every single day. At the same time, we're seeing much larger brands migrate over to Shopify as well, whether it's the Aloe Yogas or the Vioris or the Spanx or Supreme, uh, one of my favorite brands, coming on to us to leverage this enterprise-scale software. So that's the great part of the business model. It isn't simply just one segment of the market. It's the entire e-commerce stack. And then when you think about the future of retail being retail everywhere, I mean, our point of sale product this particular quarter had an incredible uh, had an incredible quarter. We're now going in and, and ripping and replacing old, dilapidated, traditional point of sale systems with Shopify point of sale. And what you end up with is a, a fundamentally a retail operating system. And I think that's what modern retailers want. They want one single place where they have an entire view of their business, regardless of sales channels. I heard a previous guest talk about you know Etsy being a great sales channel. Well, from Shopify, you can push products to Etsy if you want. You can also push products to TikTok and Instagram and online and offline and everywhere. But it all feeds back into one centralized retail operating system. And that really is a Shopify product. There's a relationship between Shopify and Amazon, Amazon reporting after the bell, and it's focused on fulfillment. A lot of folks I've spoken to want to understand what progress is there, the relationship with Amazon and, and Shopify? To many, it's kind of been a slow mover. Yeah, look, uh, I, I said this on the call yesterday because uh, I got a question just like this. Uh, you know, we're, we're still progressing there, but there's oh, no know. news to report on that just yet. Okay, understood. Uh, we started this segment talking about the cost cuts you've made, particularly in the context of profit, and then the roadmap, a lack of roadmap for future growth. Do cost, co excuse me, do cost cuts continue or are you gonna start investment mode again to start growing this business? Yeah, and the important part to understand about Shopify that I think a lot of our investors, and, and I actually think you probably know this too, is that we've always been very thoughtful about spending and we've always spent in a very disciplined fashion. We were not raised on venture capital the way some of our peers were. So we always, from the very early days of Shopify, we always made sure we stretched every dollar. So spending will happen, but in a very disciplined fashion. And so what we think, what we're seeing is that while OPEX will remain stable, revenue will continue to grow. I mean, revenue again, up 31% year on year. 
Um, when we see opportunities, however, where we can actually have incredible returns right now, for example, on things like offline marketing and point of sale, where the cost of customer acquisition profiles look really in line with, with an optimal uh, you know, CAC to LTV ratio, we're going to take those and, and, and we'll spend there, but we will always do so in an incredible, in an incredibly disciplined fashion. In terms of the team size that you mentioned, we want to make sure we, we retain the best and the brightest uh, on, on Shopify. We really like the size of the company right now. We expect headcount to remain largely consistent, uh, and, and we're not looking to undo any of the headcount decisions from last quarter, but obviously we, we do want to make sure the best and the brightest come here and stay here, and, uh, and we'll continue doing so in a very disciplined, thoughtful way. All right, Shopify President Harley Finkelstein, when you're ready to talk about Amazon, do it back here on Bloomberg Technology. Thank you. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more.